a special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Phillipson. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. We're told it's the most important meal of the day. But did you know that's a saying that started in the 19th century by James Caleb Jackson and John Harvey Kellogg to sell their newly invented breakfast cereal? Mm-hmm, sounds to me like it was a pretty good marketing strategy that became a huge winner. Some people, they're breakfast eaters and some people just aren't. Whether it's because it's a pain to make, or you don't have time and you leap out of bed and head to work, or just maybe because you're not a breakfast eater. I get it, there are days where you just wanna grab your coffee or your tea and start your morning without thinking about food. And with remote work and so much more work from home now, you might think I can deal with the morning hunger because I can go and have a snack, but also no one's listening to the sound of my tummy rumbling at whatever time, 10 o'clock or something. I think skipping breakfast has definitely been okayed with the rise of intermittent fasting, which is a whole other episode entirely. But I think every nutritionist, including me, is going to tell you the same thing. Don't skip breakfast, mostly. The benefits are just too good. Most people find that they're better focused, they have better productivity, better support for your metabolism, and better control for your hunger. So today on Eat This with Leanne, breakfast rehab some of breakfast's great benefits for your body, along with some myths that I'll be debunking. Also stay tuned for some easy breakfast ideas that I love and might help you deal with your morning stress. We sort of grow up with this idea that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Or maybe the old adage, eating breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper is stuck in your head. For many of my clients, this is how they function best, by actually eating breakfast. But it takes the work to flip their day around from having a massive dinner late in the evening, which is pretty typical. For others, breakfast, it can be just such a struggle, and they just fight it and fight it and fight it. I often recommend, have to recommend the easiest breakfasts possible if I feel the need for someone to turn their day around because that time crunch that you feel in the morning can be such a huge barrier. There are the studies that want to confirm of the incredible rise of obesity that can be helped by eating breakfast or maybe even just say that it's part of the cause. There's really nothing absolutely conclusive. So let's put that to rest for now. As a nutritionist, I think meals, all of them are important. As I said, all of them, and it's just in kind of different ways. So when you start to understand that, you can really start to pay attention to each meal individually and give them the care that they deserve. You can then stop seeing that breakfast is great or dinner is less or lunch is not happening if it is or not. Like, it's okay. Each meal is unto its own and each one really needs to ensure that you're getting all the nutrients that you need. So instead of a great debate of whether breakfast is the most important, let's focus on practical tips and lessons we can learn about your morning meal. It's starting early. 
First up, some myths about breakfast. The first one, skipping breakfast will always lead to weight loss. Mm-mm. To debunk this, I'll first say that the research that's out there is really conflicting. And like with any food research, losing weight really depends on the person's lifestyle, their genetics, and a whole lot of other experiences. In studying obesity, some of the smaller studies reported that skipping breakfast did not result in consuming more energy-dense or high-calorie meals later on in the day, and it actually may have reduced the amount that each person ate. But one thing that I can say is eating early in the day is more in line with our body's clock, what's called the circadian rhythm. And when we're more in sync with that clock, we metabolize food better. Breakfast can then actually lower the risk of weight gain. It doesn't mean that if you eat breakfast, you'll automatically be guaranteed to lose weight, become athletic, and be muscle-bound like Schwarzenegger. But it might put you on the right track to becoming more healthy overall. So pop, you are. And... That energy that you want to feel, that stable energy that you want to feel without those mood swings of feeling highs and then the lows going to come. So it's not all about your weight. This is why there's there's myths out there, Leanne, is because the message is so all over the place. There's no consensus. So we're all out there reading and listening and talking to friends and our friends are telling us this and our parents are telling us that. And so this is where the myths come from. It's no wonder. That we're just not yeah. eating all the time or just not eating eating at all. That's where it gets so confusing. Yeah. And then your head spin and you think, oh, screw it. I'm hungry and I fancy this, so I'm going to eat it. That's right. So the, stru- the structure goes out the window. It, it's whiskey and Mars bars for breakfast. That's it. <laughs> for some people, if you think to your grandparents' age, they did have whiskey or in Mars bars or the equivalent oh, for breakfast. No, don't say and that. And lived to be 90. Oh. So... Genetics then play a part. This makes my nutritionist's head spin from everything that I've learned. You're you're not alone in the head spin, let me tell you. So the second myth is that eating breakfast will stop you from overeating. You know, I'd say that that depends. It's true that a protein-rich breakfast can help you feel more full and stave off some of those cravings later in the day with any client who complains of those after-dinner munchies. Now, where's the food, dude? Mm -hmm. My first recommendation is that they have more protein at breakfast. That truthfully balances out the typical carb and heavy sugar-laden, like maybe it's a bagel or a muffin, you know, those muffins that really are a cupcake in disguise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So balance really is the key. Another thing is that so-called vitamin C-rich orange juice that you have because you think it's healthy. Mm, Nope, that creates that blood sugar spike because it doesn't have any fiber to slow the release of the sugar. And that can start you on an energy roller coaster. And you'll see that with the afternoon slump and also that after-dinner snack attack. So it all really depends on what kind of breakfast you're eating the way that you are eating it. Are you rushing and are you grabbing something or do you actually sit down and enjoy it? You know, like you see in the movies with the paper and sitting in the window, looking out at the street. Who in the world? Come on, who has time for that? Wouldn't that be lovely? Exactly. But if you can find some, I don't know, some part of that, 
then breakfast can actually help you to be happier. A study found that morning meals can really help increase the levels of this happy molecule I've talked about before called dopamine. And this is great for all sorts of things, your mood, your focus, and your productivity. Dopamine itself, on top of all the good nutrients that we're getting in a good meal, can also help us regulate the cravings for all the other foods that I talk about that I don't really want you having. <laughs> if you've got kids, research shows that breakfast helps with slowing hyperactivity and also giving them back some of their focus. And if you find that extra bit of time when you sit down in the morning, maybe you have your drink of tea or you have your coffee, you know, just even for a minute or two, it can really help your mental health and your mood, kind of help you collect yourself for the day and just set you up for, I don't know, maybe a bit more of an intentional day. The days where I get to slow down with breakfast, or I'll tell you when I start my breakfast shortly, are almost always better than those days when I'm just up and I'm rushing out the door, you know, in some sort of frenzy. And there's some research that shows that breakfast can help decrease anxiety and depression. So if nothing else, give yourself that space. Give yourself that little bit of time, especially if you've been feeling particularly frazzled lately. The way I approach how much I push a client for them to have breakfast or not is to look at how they're feeling throughout the whole day. And of course, take into account how they're sleeping. Sweet dreams are made of Usually there are issues, which is why they've come to me and they want to work together in the first place. So 95% of the time, the first thing that I actually focus on is improving their breakfast. Then we can see how the rest of the day unfolds. We look at their energy slumps, how they're feeling mid-afternoon, early evening, and where are any of the symptoms that they're complaining about? Where are they flaring up? Because that tells me a lot. Straight from her happy place, you're listening to a special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne Philipson. So here are some great breakfast ideas that I love from Sprout Right Family Food, my book, and with a shameless plug in here, <laughs> while I've been doing all of my Cook Together series, then I've made way more recipes than I actually remembered were in my book and pleasantly surprised and reminded myself how really good they are. And just to toot my horn for a second time, well, you know, my kids even say that they rock. So some of the best ideas that I want to share with you, of course, there's lots more in my book. If you really don't have time to prep, to get ready, then try out the overnight French toast. Make that up in advance, like the night before. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, you take it out of the fridge and it goes in the oven for just over half an hour. And presto, you can feed the whole family and even maybe have leftovers. I make it in a pan and there's, there's obviously bread in there, two layers of that. It soaks up the egg mixture overnight. There's blueberries in there, a bit of syrup and cinnamon. And honestly, it gets a 10 out of 10 by all the families that I talk about who've made it. Chia pudding, while it's not everybody's cup of tea, it's super fast to eat. And my ultra fast go-to is an apple or a banana with a spoonful of almond butter or peanut butter. Because some days that's just how it has to be. My kids of late have been crushing the smashed avocado on toast with a fried egg on top while in isolation. So I'm pretty happy with that one. Before we were up and I had to get them out to school, uh, they had a smoothie with everything but the kitchen sink in there. <laughs> I'd throw in spinach, chia seeds, hemp seeds, hemp oil, protein powder, almond butter, bananas, and blueberries. Now, if they would make it, it might have had half of all that in there. But I tried to get there first. 
my apple crumble, my homemade granola, and my go faster granola bars have actually been my go-to lately. Although I don't really eat anything until I've had a scoop of my Kid Boost superfood powder and my Alka C mixed in together, and that isn't until about noon. I have found that the intermittent fasting approach has worked for my perimenopausal hormonal body that acts in ways that I have not experienced before, especially to do with memory and weight fluctuations. So as I often do, I took to social media and asked my community, what do they do for breakfast? Let's see what Leanne's social media has to say. Kim shared her go-to of two eggs, gluten-free toast, and dairy-free butter with coffee, almond milk, and sugar. Amanda, she says she's not a really big breakfast eater, but when she does, she loves the apple pie oatmeal from the book Oh, She Glows. She grabs a chia pudding with fruit that she's already made in the fridge. So I inquired, I asked her, have you always felt like you're kind of like this not breakfast eater type of person? And she said, yes. She said, I have never been somebody who could wake up and eat right away. Well, as a kid, I would before I went to school. But as an adult, I don't ever remember waking up wanting to eat. And it takes me a few hours before I feel hungry. All right, Chris, your time to share. <laughs> you, you do what's, not your, want, what's your brekkie? You do not want to know what you're talking. Chia pudding and you're talking this gluten-free this and this almond butter that. Yeah, see, none of that. None of that comes out of my fridge. I mean, for me, I didn't have an expectation that it would. So come on, share. The rest of my family are actually really good and really healthy. I, I, on the other hand, this is my favorite. This is what makes me uh, happy. This is what makes me excited is breakfast. Yeah. And that's because I love eggs. Uh, the proteins like sausage and bacon and uh, hash hash browns. God, see this this was almost a means for divorce between my wife and I. Um, <laughs> be, the first time she ever saw me make hash browns, uh, okay, because I load up the butters and the oils and the uh, first in the pan, right, and get them nice and hot and bubbling. And, okay, and she happened to wander in while I was hacking off large amounts of butter. And throwing them into the pan. And the look on her face was like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) Really? I am never eating this. Who in the bleep are you? (laughs) Right? Like It was like, you're not feeding my children ever. You're never cooking for my kids. That was sort of the the moment. And now I have learned. I have learned over the years, yeah. thanks to 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 uh, my lovely wife and to my my friendship with you, that my cholesterol levels and my arteries are more important than than butter. So I have pulled, okay. I have pulled back on everything and learned how to uh, make it tasty without all of that pool Your of fat. So beauty. I I think we all have memories of food. I can remember being in Dublin years and years ago when I still lived in England and. I remember going to a pub and having the most epic breakfast <laughs> with the beans, the sausage, oh, the bacon, yes. the eggs, Sing it, the sister. toast. Oh, yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, the tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. The tomatoes, the grilled tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. And my cousin, my British cousin, right. she used to just take a can of those whole tomatoes and throw them in the frying pan. They were incredible Amazing. that was like the biggest eye opener for me when we would have those typical kind of breakfasts and not that i don't love that 
kind of breakfast. It's just, I just need someone else to make it for me. Oh, <laughs> what are you supposed to be, young lady? I'm a princess. Oh, how adorable. All right. Well, as you can see, as with everything, we like, we got to find what works for us and just tweak it from there. So Chris has tweaked his butter uh, situation. And now I'm inspired to go and have a full on fry up. <laughs> said, all the recipes and ideas that I've mentioned today, they're available in my books for Outright Family Food. You can give me your suggestions just like Chris says. I want to hear what you guys are up to. You're going to find a whole lot of other ideas and lessons uh, in my book as well. And sometimes there's answers that people say, wow, I didn't even know that. And I read that in your book. As a writer, I totally forgot that half the stuff that I've said in there. So thanks for letting me know. There's also a whole bunch of these recipes and how to on Rights YouTube channel and also on my Facebook page. The latest breakfast creation was some soaked overnight muesli. That's probably not going to be for Chris. <laughs> so if you'd like, if you'd like a bit more inspiration, you can head over there or grab my book on Amazon Indigo or of course on my website SproutWrite.com. But I also really want you to head over to social media. We want to know what are your breakfasts? What kind of breakfast eater are you? Do you eat it or do you actually skip it? So thanks for joining me today. I hope you've had a few laughs and also have some new breakfast inspiration. Feel free to pass this episode along to all those breakfast eaters or breakfast skippers in your life and help them board this breakfast train. The key takeaway here is all about balance. A balanced breakfast is key, whether it happens or not. And that will help create balance throughout all of your meals. And, you know, I always think that that's the best way forward. Breakfast might not be the most important meal of the day because they're all important. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sprout Wright and Leanne Phillipson. And as always, remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. I'll see you next week.